And we're live again. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Dutch Web3 Community Podcast with a very special guest this time. We're really happy to have you here. David Rock, D-Rock, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm well, Bo? how are you? <laughs> yeah, doing very well. well. I'm having fun because everybody's really open to this. And uh, yeah, I just got notified a few hours ago, like we've got David and it's been a lot of <laughs> fun to me to just see that happen. Um, yeah, let, let's just dive right into it. Like David, um, we're, we're really roaring to know, uh, to get to know you a bit better. Uh, maybe do a bit of a background story on how you get, get got into uh, cre creating content and from there go into the um yeah the the nuances of of possibilities of web3 as a whole and maybe uh something you want to talk about what what's close to your heart and we just counterpunch on that is that a thing you'd like to do yeah i'm down for whatever um great i'm here for you guys so amazing yeah, this, this thank you so much special for me man i've seen you know the early content of gary v and uh got familiar with you that way so this is a little little moment you know I'm uh, dying for everybody else. Yeah, I'm dying for everybody else to get to know you as well. So, yeah, please tell us a little bit about how you got started, and let's get into crypto soon. Yeah, and back to that guy. Thank you for having me. And honestly, like the reason why you know it's fun to put out content for so many years is you know you build relationships without knowing that you built relationships. Um, and so it's it's really cool to have like be a part of this, and you know I appreciate it, and I'm humbled. Um, yeah, so I was homeschooled. So ever since the age of like, from like when I was a kid to until I went to college, I was a homeschooled boy. Um, my mom was heavy into like creative and allowed me to kind of like pursue my interests. So, you know, I used to want to be a writer. I used to draw. I used to want to be an architect. I used to want a chef. Uh, played a bunch of different instruments. Was writing a bunch of stories. Um, drew a ton of cartoons and... You know, eventually my oldest sister had a baby uh, when I was around 11. And, um, you know, over the years of us, like, babysitting him and, like, watching him, um, she had a home video camera that I ended up picking up and just, like, filming him, like, playing with, like, little toys and all this stuff. And then, you know, a few years went by and I actually, like, took the camera home. I borrowed it for a weekend. I never gave it back. But... I learned how to edit um, on Windows Movie Maker, um, and so like uh, I would run around the backyard in the woods behind my house, and like we would just film a bunch of like adventure trailers or like movie like uh, spoofs or like adventure videos in the backyard, and that's kind of like when I fell in love with filmmaking and camera and storytelling uh, through editing and stuff. And then you know, fast forward, I go to college for radio, TV, broadcasting. Um, um, you know, there's no real job in Pennsylvania for me. I'm working in Amazon's warehouse at the time overnight, like just in the graveyard shift. I would go work, at, yeah, go work at night in the graveyard shift and then sleep in the parking lot of my college and then go to college all day. I did that for about three or four days a week and then eventually get some time home. Um, and then one, one day after I graduated college, I got into a car accident, uh, totaled my car. And my oldest my my mom was like, you should move in with your oldest sister in near in Staten Island. Um, so I eventually I, I said yes, and I I lived with her in her basement uh, in Staten Island, and 
really just in order to grind, man. Like, how to find, like, Craigslist ads, posting a ton of Craigslist ads, any type of random video and editing job I can get my hands on. You know, started working at Best Buy, just, like, make the bills, like, pay the bills and stuff. Eventually got a wedding story. video. What? Such a classic story. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, that hero, it's that hero's journey, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, if I knew how it all worked out, I would have done a lot more random, like, jobs and stuff to make the story even better. <laughs> I, have, I have one really fun example. Like, I was at some point, I move out of my sister's house, and I'm living in Jackson Heights, Queens. Like way out there in Queens, and um, you know, I'm paying like five, six hundred for the room, and you know, not making that much money. And so, at some point, I was uh, filming restaurant videos, whole videos about restaurants for twenty dollars and a meal. And I wow. did that uh, a bunch because I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I get a great meal. I can split that up into two, have lunch and dinner, and then also be able to like make twenty bucks. And so, like, you know, like, stories like that are kind of the reason, like, when I wake up every day and I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm just so extremely grateful and, like, want to work my hardest and always want to prove myself and really push the envelope. Um, so, like, throughout the years, did a bunch of odd-end freelance jobs, did a wedding video job, hated that, uh, got fired on Christmas Day from that, and then, uh, no, and it was, like, it was really sucky, but then also, like, the best thing that could ever happen because I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna just go and like become great and do it myself. And so then uh, I started working on a bunch of movie sets, um, TV shows, and I ended up like you know carrying, like, getting coffee, holding wires, doing all that ra- random stuff. And you know at some point I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to like go up the the rung like this. I want to like go make stuff like. I was just standing and, like, holding things and not making anything. And so then, eventually, I just said, fuck this. I'm going to go back to freelance. Uh, did that a bunch. And then um, my buddy and I started a podcast called the Launching Creative Podcast, where we were doing, like, blogs and interviews and, like, you know, a ton of different, like, CEOs and marketers and stuff. And eventually, like, we had done, like, 30 episodes. And one night, he was like, hey, there's this guy talking at Columbia University. We should go take a listen to him. So we get there, I'm sitting there, and, you know, all these guys that we had been talking to previously were, like, wearing business suits and acting very professional. And then this guy walks out in Nike jeans and a backwards baseball cap, and I'm like, I like this guy. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk. And so that night, you know, I, I, I heard his content, never really heard of him before. Um, I went on to his YouTube he only had like keynotes and a few random one-off videos. I didn't even know about the wine like videos back in the day until I started working with him. But then, you know, I, I emailed him that night and said, like, "Hey, I want to make a free video for you." Um, and I got no, I got no response. And so uh, I was like, "Okay." So yeah, I kept freelancing and kept doing my thing. And then one day, I had made the most money I'd ever made on a freelance job. And I'm ghetto, you know. You hear my story. I'm like not that yeah. fancy. I'm carrying my tripod, my lighting equipment, my gear through the New York City subways, even on the pouring rain day. I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I was like crazy, like, just like, I'm like this, and you're like huddling all my gear. And this day it was pouring rain, and I get to the job, I'm like soaked, I do the job, and I'm like, I don't want to go do that again. And because I had made like the most money I'd ever made, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just take a taxi. 
For content, I had never taken, I'd taken like two. One with my ex-girlfriend's aunt, and one like when I visited my uncle back in the day, like when I was a kid. And so I never like actually ordered a taxi. So I ordered a taxi, classic like in the movie, put your hand up. Got up, thank God I didn't get splashed on by the water. But then like threw all my stuff into the car. And you know, why this story is so important to me is because you know, I didn't realize, I didn't remember all the details until, like, later on when people were like, yo, like, when was the moment that you and Gary actually connected? And so, you know, back in the day, eight years ago, nine years ago at this point, you know, New York City subway didn't have service. It was, like, very sloppy. You might have gotten it, like, here and there, mostly only if you were above ground. Now, there's a lot more, like, connectivity and there's a lot more infrastructure, but... I took the cab that day for who knows what reason other than I wanted to be fancy for the day. Get in the car, riding over the Queensboro Bridge from Midtown Manhattan back to my home in Astoria. And that's when I'm on Twitter and I see Gary saying, hey, I'm trying out this app called Kick, K-I-K, like this chatting app. People use it for sexting and all this stuff now. It's like a really trashy app now. But it's almost like as if Gary were saying, hey, I'm trying out like TikTok come, like, follow me and talk to me. So in that moment, I, because I had service, I was able to download the app, make a username, and send him a message within, like, three minutes. He responds immediately. And I say, hey, I want to do a free video for you. Like, like let me do it. And he's like, yes. And then he connects me with his uh, writer, uh, Steve Unwin, at the time. And I get connected to do this free video. And honestly, like, again, back to, like, I just I believe in hard work. But I also believe in like serendipity and how the world works. And like my intentions were good. I wanted to just make a video to use a promo for myself to then like get more jobs. So eventually I ended up following him around for a day. Um, he didn't want to wear a mic. The first thing that he says to me, he's like on the phone with his mom. It, like I had never talked to him. Like it was like a chat there. And like the first thing I'm meeting him in a taxi. And, you know, he's on the phone with his mom, and I'm filming it. I, I, I have the camera up, and then I feel awkward, and I put it down. And then he says, I love you, have a great day, I'll talk to you later, hangs up. And I pick up the camera, and I say, Gary, can you, like, repeat that again? He's like, listen to me, never ask me to repeat anything ever again. And that was the beginning of our relationship. And so then I followed him around for the day. He didn't have a mic. I didn't know much about him. Uh... I didn't have any content on really what we were doing. At some point, we go all the way upstate for a talk. We drive back down. I'm looking at all the footage. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what am I doing with this? This is like horrible footage. And then um, how Gary writes his articles is through audio. And how he, like, he, he will not sit there and write. He'll like, say it, and then he had someone like transcribe it. And so... During that day, on the car ride up to the talk, we were doing, uh, he was doing an article about how he, like, believes in the clouds and the dirt. Like, the, you know, the dream big and, like, work hard in the dirt every day type thing. And so eventually, like, I was able to use that audio, craft in this little short film called Clouds and Dirt, sent that to him. He was so excited and, like, started tweeting it out to, like, everybody. Because, again, up until this point, he had, like, keynotes. He had the wine videos and a few, like, random, like, like just one-off videos from, like, his interns and stuff. But no, like, film or cinematic thing. Um, right. He tweeted it out to, like, 
40 different people individually. I made a whole CRM Excel sheet. I started DMing everybody. I got like three or four jobs off of that. Um, and then one month later, I'm up. I'm doing like a film festival for 72 hours where you get like the concept. You got to write, film, and edit it all within like a three-day period. So I'm up at like hour 56 and I'm exhausted and I'm like trying to power through. And I had I hear a ding, 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 and it's my email. And it's Gary Vaynerchuk saying, hey, I had sent him an email saying, hey, thank you for, you know, letting me do that. If you ever need it, then let me know. And then, like, and uh, he responds, like, hey, dot, 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 so do you want to come work for me? And up until that point, I was like, no, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to, like, do my own thing. I'm going to use this, like, leverage jobs. But then something, you know, at the time, my ex had also been pushing me to go back to college. Her aunt had been pushing me to go back to college. I had applied to Hunter University to, like, get a business degree. And so in the back of my head, I was like, wait a minute. Instead of paying to go back to college and learn about business, why don't I, A, just go film and edit for a businessman and see, like, what that will turn out to be? Um, Ended up turning out to be a very, very smart decision. Um, Get to, you know, get to VaynerMedia, show up in a suit and slacks, and everyone's in hoodies, shorts, (laughs) and, and, uh, like, flip-flops. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, this is my speed. I'm not the suit guys. This is great. Uh, sit down, start editing a bunch of like Gary's keynotes, um, and I'm getting bored at that point. And Gary's like, "Hey, why don't we start a show called the Ask Gary V Show?" He's like, "Grab your camera, let's do this right now." So we start, we start this show, and it it turns out to be pretty successful. Um, we write a book, and then you know I'm getting bored again, and I'm like, Gary, I kind of want to like you know, make another short film about your life and your story. And he's like, okay, come follow me around for a day or two and get some cool B-roll, use the footage from my Ask Gary V. So I do that, and I follow him around, and I'm like, bro, like, your life is interesting. And then we kind of, like, bookmarked that for a while. And then uh, he was like, yo, I need you to pay attention to YouTube, figure out who's winning, who's dominating. And at the time, Casey Neistat had started vlogging every single day. And and Casey Neistat, for anybody who doesn't know, is now like a like a worldwide known YouTuber who expanded his brand within three years, built a huge company, sold it to CNN, like did really well off of this YouTube success. But he had filmed and edited everything himself. So when I originally pitched the idea to Gary, Gary was like, "I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not gonna have like my life like every day and like make something." And I'm like, "Bro, I'll follow you around." And he was like, "No, no, 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 no." And then eventually, uh, he had been asking me to film a bunch of, like, basketball videos in the, in the morning with his boys, doing, like, a bunch of, like, the morning runs. And, like, I would just wake up, be there at 5 a.m., film to, like, 8, and then, like, we would go to the office and work. Um, one day, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to film the Daily V. Uh, showed up, he was there, we did it, and that ended history, up being huh? Daily V1. Yeah. That's amazing. What a story. Um, just to be so that's recap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ah, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm sure everybody gets to know you this way, and uh, it's an inspiring story. So, thank you for that. Um, I, I find it the... fascinating, uh, to be honest, David. Like, back in the day, did you did you really think like, okay, this is this is all I'm worth, and this is how I need to grind, and this is not how I need to figure it out? Because 
if you tell somebody here in the Netherlands, like, hey, dude, uh, you, you get something to eat and twenty dollars, and that's all. Yeah. How I mean, did? Yeah. How was that for you? Yeah, for me it was very very simple. Listen, I grew up. We grew up in a very relatively not poor but not great, like not wealthy family. And so at the age of fourteen, you know, I'm getting a little emotional, but at the age of fourteen, I started um, working with my dad in construction and like laying down hardwood flooring and building houses and like painting and yeah. scaffolding and all this shit. And I hated it. And I yeah. really really hated it. And so I, like, I, I, I hear that you you hate it, but. When, when you were talking about it just now, you yeah. really got a, a warmth glow on your face. You were like, I, I like talking about the past because I know it reminds me how I am today, right? Well, yeah, it, and, and also like, man, like I said this, I remember vividly on the day I hated the most of working, I remember saying like, yo, as soon as I find something I love to do, I don't care, I'm gonna work my ass off to get there. And again, I was homeschooled, so, a lot of the like time I had was by myself, and so I would go on YouTube and like, learn how to edit and like learn how to browse and like figured out how to do stuff. But then also stumbled across this Will Smith video where it was a mashup of like the nine secrets of success, and I watched that video every single day, probably like throughout most of my high school life, just to give myself the motivation, like. Will Smith saying like, hey, you know, we might get on the treadmill together, but I'm going to die before I get off that treadmill. Um, yeah. And like that stuff to me like really sunk in. And it's funny, like meta 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 moment is like, I always told myself if I can make one video like that because of how much it impacted in my life, that I could like die a happy man. But honestly, right now, I can say I can die a happy man. Yeah. You know? I think I've left enough legacy and enough like imprints on the world just by the hard work and effort that I, 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 me and the team and Gary have put into it. But yeah, listen, I think remembering where you come from, I even posted this yesterday, a story of like where I, I held up a penny. I found a penny on the floor and I held it up. And so, the story was more about like just being grateful. Like I remember the days with the $20 and the coffee. Like there were days where I just had coffee from Starbucks, which was $2.50. And then a banana, which is another ninety cents, and so like three dollars and seventy-five cents. I remember for a full day that would be my meal and my food, and like I would ask them for a refill, like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but can you refill my coffee?" And then like that's how I grinded for years, posting ads on Craigslist, and just you know, I knew how to make pasta, so I got the dollar box of pasta, got butter, and spread it out for a few days. But yeah, like this stuff is all part of the journey you know and i i like the journey i really i really have come to romanticize it you're still going hard which is awesome to see as well and uh um, so. yeah, that must be an amazing feeling to we have a lot already to do. feel like yeah i mean but you you said like i could die happy man like you've seen and done so much already what, what keeps you going now still the same story yeah i mean listen you know changing one person's life is great but changing millions and millions is even better and like I have, I have a good understanding of time, and like I know, I watched one video that a random video editor on YouTube made years ago, and I'm talking to it about it to this point in my life. I know I put out thousands of videos over the last eight years that all have the same impact on somebody else's. So I just know how that compounds, especially when it comes to like building brand and like personality and you know, building long-term vision and, like, I want to go off to do incredible things. And, like, 
continuing to like build revenue with good people is a great idea. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So to bring this a little bit to Web3, how do you think that is going to impact that creator world that you're a part of? I mean, I think everything, like, listen, all I wanted to ever do when I was a kid was build Walt Disney, right? And so, you know, you're talking about IP uh, invent, being invented at a, a pace that we've never seen before. You know, I think people are very confused what NFTs are about. NFTs are about, A, IP and intellectual property, as well as contract and utility, right? So I think I, think I have lots of big dreams and aspirations of how I plan on rolling out my own NFTs and IP 10, 15 years down the road. But I also think that like right now being a part of VFriends and helping Gary grow VFriends into what we think can be the next Walt Disney is going to be really fun for me to look back when I was like 12 and sitting at home and drawing little characters. Or, you know, my mom even reminded me of this the last time I saw her in, I think, the beginning of June, she was like, hey, you know, we had, you had animal posters around your room of like an elephant, a lion, and you had all these like positive words under them, like courage, strength, bravery. And so like, I've kind of already been surrounded in the friend world, and I've always grown up with that moral compass. So I'm excited to help bring that type of message to life, you know? Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And so yeah. NFTs, I mean, it's just about like, a, finding great business operators who understand the utility aspect, and then B, great marketers and storytellers who know how to tell, you know, create the IP and create the awareness. And then C, probably the most important that I don't, I don't think anybody's really talking about is like actually building a community that will like be long term with you, right? Yeah. Right. That's so that's said, nice to hear as well, right, Gela? Just talking yeah. to, uh, to to the aspect of yeah, you you could launch an NFT, but being mindful of the time period and all that, David, you're saying 10 to 15 years, that's that's going to be the field where you're going to launch your personal uh, NFTs or- Yeah, it might be sooner, it might be later. Yeah. What I just don't like, I don't like the narrative right now where it's like next month or three years, you gotta come out with your NFT project. That's not true. People are still building websites and social media accounts now. They're still growing and being successful, right? NFTs are gonna be the same thing. And what do you think about the social creator side of things? Do you think the Web3 implications of creating your uh, like gated community on a platform that is only accessible to an NFT and you can create on that platform and you get rewarded on that platform cr for creating instead of uh, using the logistics of a TikTok right now? Do you have aspirations in that field or... I think I think when that comes to it, then we decide. Listen, the technology is evolving. I I believe that like from a from a I'm more of a creative brain. So when I think about like NFT and I think about Board Ape Yacht Club, where they had the Board Ape Yacht Club like apes yeah. that then mutated because of a serum. I think that technology is going to be insanely different in ten years, yeah. five years. We're like. Storytellers can, like, for me, an example that I've thought about that I, like, I'm like, this would be crazy. And if my NFT was just a solid rock, because I'm de-rocking all this, but eventually I can give serums that it actually, like, carves the rock into the actual character and yeah. you get the reveal later on. I think there's just so much from a creative uh, technology 
perspective right now that I think community community is the same. Go build a community on Twitter right now, and you can go have gated or not gated and have it however you want. Like, I don't yeah. think that really matters. I think too many people are romanticizing that. We, as Team Gary, produce 150 to 200 pieces of content a day on all social platforms because we want you, if you digest tweets, to read a tweet. If you watch long-form YouTube, have that. If you want a podcast, if you want a book, if you want articles, we have all of it. So we're going to have private communities and public communities because that is how real life is. Yeah, I completely agree. Is this, is this then an, an easier way, let's say, to, to look at this, an easier way for people without a lot of resources to legitimize a, a product? No, there's no, there's no easy way to anything, to be honest. And when legitimizing a product, there's a Kickstarter. That, that did that for years, you know? Um, I would say no. I, I don't think any of this is easy. I think, you know, thinking back to, I've been with Gary eight years. We launched Meet Friends two years ago. Uh, Gary was producing a thousand episodes of Wine Library TV before that. So 14 years of content creation. I think that is how you build a good product and introduce yeah. it. Yeah, of course. 14 yeah. years. No, I mean, but I'm, I'm serious. Like, if you actually are, I'm talking to us young folk, think about 14 years from now. I don't know how old you young gentlemen are going to be. Well, we're not going to be that old. We'll be around Gary's age, and it'll be great. You just got to really put in the work and the effort from now until then. Yeah. Or, uh, or, or. I mean, obviously, like people now are also like getting fundraising, and you can do all that, and you can start earlier. But I never think about easy. I always think about how do I build the best community first. Right, but it is a medium. Uh, that wasn't available at first that now allows people, you know, to work from their home. Yeah. Uh, so so is TikTok and Instagram before yeah. I yeah. started with Gary. That was not real. Facebook video didn't exist when I started with Gary. Guys, being so mindful of time, I, um, yeah. we, we've got two minutes left. Um, yeah. David, you have to go. Um, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, anything you want to share? Uh, I just want the listeners to be very aware of the time you spent with me, us. Yeah, Thank you for tell, that. Let me tell them I, I'll be five minutes late because I'm enjoying the conversation. Oh, amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, still, do you, wanna, <laughs> do you want us to keep going in yeah, the manner we were? Yeah, let, make up your question. David, go ahead. Sorry for that. <laughs> no, no. no. It's, just, it, it's really fascinating for me to see like a guy like Gary has such a big machine behind him. Uh, but then this way of building IP uh, wasn't available at first. And I'm just thinking about the whole of a creator economy and how many more people are going to be able to live off of creating content and creating IP that wasn't yeah. available at first. And I, I know you're you're doing uh, a lot of, with your fashion brand as well. Do you see a way that that's going to play into each other? And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to listen, that. Yeah, it, listen, it's going to eat up everything, right? At some point, yeah. like, you know, think about, like, all the greatest like movies or cartoons that you've watched, a lot of them, you watch a movie trailer and then it comes out, right? And then you're like, they do all this money and marketing and building up hype and like trailers and promo videos and all that. Now you're gonna start buying into IP before it comes out. Yeah. You're gonna care so much more about the project and like you as a community are gonna like care about it more. If you build a great community, which is always back to like, none of this is gonna ever work if you like, launch a project and it's like okay now we need 10,000 users so we can buy out the white label like you know it's just like all this garbage who are like people are like wait a minute 
spend the next five years building a great community where people will like trust you and believe in you and believe in your vision. Storytell around that, be a part of it. Go back to like the origin story type method. Instead of just hoping to put out a project and make a million dollars, build a community, give it away for free or whatever, low price entry, and then build. And then you're going to have consistency and a great followership, you know? I feel like uh, Gary taught you well as a, as a business guy. Without well, at some point when you're filming and editing the content every single day, your brain starts <laughs> to think like, you know? Can you, can you ask yourself questions and just think, hmm, how would Gary answer this? He hears them. <laughs> oh, I've had, I've had too many nightmares and or wrong flights because I thought Gary told me to. So. <laughs> That's at, at this point, uh, David, do you think there's a, there's a good chance that you're going to mentor the upcoming generation like Gary did with a lot of people? Is that an aspiration you have? Just wondering because just just listening to you yeah that the story is there uh the conversation is there you're lovely talking to you're doing everything right as 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 a businessman i guess so is that something you want to do i mean listen i think like i said i've always wanted to change people's lives and i said if i can make one video and again i think i've done that i think yeah i think it feels great to um put out good words and good vibes and you know, have great conversation. Like, the, my, my favorite thing is meeting new people, right? That's my greatest pleasure in life. And so if we're meeting and we're talking about life, I want to have deep conversation. I want to, like, like, be thoughtful. And I want to, like, yeah, I want to help change the world more. Yes. Yes. I yeah. That's, yeah. That's an amazing answer. Thank you so much. Um, but I think, I, I, and again, back to, like, I think we, I, I've always wanted to do that, meaning, like, I thought I could have, like, my favorite films were, like, Seven Pounds, Pursuit of Happiness, like, all the, like, yeah. films are, like, my favorite films. I love them. So, I've always had that, like, bone in my body, but also, like, a lot of people don't, and a lot of people shouldn't, and a lot of people, maybe they do, but their their goal is so lofty, right? Mine was make one video to change someone's life, and even that's, like, a powerful statement, but I think that, like, it's a lot easier than people think if they just like go to the bare minimum of what that means you know it already feels it already feels amazing if you can just help a friend out with a good conversation and you know and things clarify right. to them and and it's just scaling that as, as largely as you possibly can so yeah that, and so, yeah. and social media again back to like building communities social media how i look at my posts and my interactions and what i put out is just having the conversation you want to have. And like, for me, mine, I wish I can go with Steven Spielberg's Instagram or TikTok right now and like watch what he went through as a young adult. And yeah, like, well, if, you read, if you read my post, if you read a lot of that stuff, it's for that, for when I get to a different, another level up, it's like, oh wait, how did he, how did, who is this guy? And then it can go back and read through like, oh, I'm having a tough day, or hey, this is a motivational thing I thought about today, or hey, this is a really good friend of mine, etc. And like showing that I have a good like family life, friend life, social life, hopefully motivates other people to like dive into those different parts of their lives, as well as being emotionally vulnerable and emotionally available and like able to like really go into deeper, more thoughtful conversations, you know? So I, mine is more of a, a, a journal or a diary for the public 
um, to help hopefully motivate and inspire when Docu the great Docu thing happened down the road. Yeah. Sometimes it's just document, don't create, right? That's correct. And it's, it sounds like, like, so, so, so thoughtful for the next generation, right? Like you don't know who you're going to impact. You're just making sure you're impacting on scale and you never know who's going to read your words or your thoughts or yeah, it's, it's, well, and then it's again, like, so important. Yeah. Content lives forever, right? Like that video I watched Will Smith is still on YouTube. Yeah. And, and, and no, then, not like, everybody knows how to talk that way, David. Right, but now let me. I'm gonna. This is the last point, and then I gotta leave you. And I this, this I think we'll close it out. Think about your uh. This is the statement. You are the patriarch and the matriarch of your family. Literally, you are. You know, uh, small and young. I don't know how to say your last names. <laughs> I am. I am the first rock, who will ever be as documented and presented to represent my family, for the next thousands and thousands and thousands of years because I'm my mom and dad are not documented on the internet as much as we are yes they have a facebook but they're like their their presence isn't as deep as mine and so what i'll say to you guys and to the audience be very thoughtful about what you're putting out there because a limps forever but B, like your great 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 grandkid might actually like be watching this exact actually i'm sorry they will be watching this exact video because if I could watch my grandfather or great great grandfather on a video podcast, I would be having that shit framed up on a wall and like watch it every night, you know? Like just learn about who that character is. So think about that. Thank you. Hey, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that years ago. Years ago. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, man. We might have to do this yeah, again. Course. This was lovely. Thank you so hey, much. You guys have great vibes, and I appreciate your energy. So have a great day, okay, guys? Thank you, you so much. Good have luck. a great day, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ciao.